Welcome into another episode of We're Talking Tonight. Craig Malasson, Dave Amato. Dave, how are you tonight? I am doing really well, sir. I am doing good. I, I wish it was uh, closer to uh, summertime and the weather was a little bit warmer, but uh, but I can live with what we got. You and me both, brother. You and me both. Uh, I will... Uh, <laughs> I feel like summer is almost amongst us or uh, among us or about to happen. I will be on uh, Kevin Foote's show, uh, Footnotes, on Friday and nice. uh, sometime talking uh, Rage Engaging Baseball. So, uh, yeah, that tells us spring is almost here. Spring has sprung. Spring so. has sprung. It's uh, that's a that, yeah, we're. I, I can't believe that we're what um, less than a month away. Well, we're a couple of weeks away from softball, and then one week later, baseball. So that's uh, that's fun times. I'm excited about it. Well, it's, it's it, I, I'm excited about it too, uh, Dave. Let's knock this out right out of the ballpark right here. What are you sipping on tonight? As you know <laughs> beforehand, uh, Art Gary is over here from a KDM Religious Store. And uh, we've been chatting and uh, doing a little work around the uh, the old homestead here. And we've been hitting four or five or three or seven, how, whichever comes first, whiskeys. So what are you sipping on over there? What kind of girly drink? I have a, uh, well, right up your alley. Um, I have a New Belgium Agent 77 IPA. Um, it's a, um, uh, it's a kind of a lemony IPA. It's not one of my favorites, but it was something I had never tried before. So I, uh, that might be I something ahead. I might enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. It's not, it's probably not something I would buy another one of, but it, since I had never had it and it, it seemed new at new news, that's a lot of news in one sentence, by yeah. the way. Um, uh, it's it actually, new, new news actually has a great uh whiskey department while we're shouting they, out to shouting out to yeah. people go to new news um, also they have a great lick well look they've got a great selection of a lot of things they've got a great liquor section a great beer section great wine section great uh, uh bourbon section um and 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 the gentleman that runs it over there and I'm, his name eludes me um is is one of the most intelligent guys about liquor that i've ever met in my life so i know who you're talking about yeah uh uh art has a friend over there called uh aaron that is uh very uh knowledgeable also but the guy that runs the liquor department yeah he's very knowledgeable especially more so with wine than some of the other stuff yeah but at the same time very very good and will not lead you astray well and and a wonderful selection of all of all of his uh liquors uh like i said beer wine and 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 all of his actual liquors there he does a very good job over there so uh, so if you get a chance and they're good supporters of the cajuns too yes so they are always a, so getting back to your early ipa there is is it something very similar to the uh uh summer shanty or, or is no, it more is it more robust in the it, beer flavor a, and not the lemon flavor yeah, it's going to be a lot more robust on the beer flavor. It's 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 going to have some a, a very hoppy flavor, so you're going to get a, a lot of the the hops, which a lot of people don't like IPAs because of the hoppy uh, nature yeah. of them. Not uh, going but, there. But on the finish side, you get a uh, a little bit of that lemon, which kind of like just has a totally different flavor for it. But uh, I, this is just totally off the subject. My uh, and I don't know if you talked. 
<laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this in the past or not, but my neighbor across the street is a brewer of beer, a home brewer. And uh, I have uh, been had the luxury of the last few times helping him brew beer, doing the, you know, I, I equate it to this. I am about as knowledgeable about beer brewing as uh, as I would be about you know splitting an atom. Uh, but he gives me the most uh, mundane and easy things to do while he does all the scientific stuff. Uh, but we have an IPA brewing that will be ready next week, and I'm excited about that. So uh, good deal. It, yeah, this is a. This was an IPA that he had planned to have ready for my uh, daughter's first birthday, which was back in October. And unfortunately, with his work and my work, we were unable to do it. So my daughter's name is Evie, and we're calling this an Evie IPA. So we're excited to have it. She can't have any of it, obviously, yeah. but it's going to be named after her. So we're excited about that. So was it uh, Jason Broussard over at uh, New News in Youngsville? Um, yeah, that may that may be him. That may be okay. him. Well, shout yeah. out to Jason and everybody at, at New News tonight. Yeah. And uh, thanks for Art for the little uh, kick in the behind on whoever who everybody is over there. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this about New News too. They have a brand new beer uh, a brewery that they've just brought in that they had a tasting last week and I went to it um, from a brewery in Monroe, Louisiana. And I don't oh, like a lot of things. I don't so like sorry, a lot I of things. It. Yeah. I don't like a lot of things from Monroe, Louisiana, but I will tell you flying tiger brewing uh, has put out uh, six beers that I had a taste of. They have a blonde, they have a, uh, a, a pale ale, a double IPA, a milk stout, um, an amber and something else that I'm missing. And every one of them was fantastic. I actually bought three different uh, uh, packs of their beer last week, and they were very, very good. So if you go to New News, try some of the uh, the beers from Flying Tiger Brewing. Hey, you want to hear a bad joke? I'm going to tell uh, it to go you. Go ahead. So uh, I had a girl one time. She said, kiss me where it stinks. So I brought it to Monroe. You took it to Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that was bad, and we're going to move on. Let's talk basketball. That's what we're here tonight. Uh, baseball's right. right around the corner. We've talked about baseball. But uh, I think some interesting things here with the Sunbelt standings. Arkansas State at 4-1, and one, who the Cajuns defeated. Yep. But Arkansas State lost at least two games, I know, to Little Rock. So they may not be in the, in the first place. App State is 6-2, and two, who was last year's defending champ. But then you've got Georgia Southern, who's uh, coming in on Saturday, and Georgia State, who I don't know if it was Georgia State. I know some of the games were Georgia State's problem, but it might have been their opponent also. But Georgia State is 0-4, which is kind of scary. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm hearing things that, oh, Georgia State, you know, really hasn't been shooting the ball that well. Wait, if they catch on fire, well, yeah, if any team catches on fire. But at the same time, their three-point percentage is, is, is 33 34%, which is not good, but it's not bad. bad right. And they're shooting 41% from the field. So, and I understand that Georgia State has, uh, you know, like four or five super seniors here because of COVID, but they're not impressing me, man. 
Now, there's a lot of interesting things about this Georgia State team that that is – well, first of all – Well, wait, wait, wait. Have, I'm sorry. I, I know we went into it and I shouldn't have, but we're going to talk about them in the next segment. Okay. Talk about okay, the rest bad. of the Sun Belt, and that's my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is my fault. But let's let's go into some of the other ones. Coastal Carolina being one. All right, we saw earlier in the year where they beat uh, South Carolina in Conway pretty bad. Now, mm-hmm. I guess I should have – Pulled this up before I uh, before I, I I talked about it, but I'm not sure where South Carolina is in the SEC standings. Uh, but you know that's a good question. The SEC is very good this year. I mean, yes. it's very good, um, and 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 you can see it by you know all the teams that are ranked from the SEC. But but more importantly than that, I mean, it's they're beating up on each other. LSU has lost three in a row. And LSU is a very good basketball team, and uh, you know it pains me to say say that, but they are a very good basketball team. But they've lost three games in a row in the SEC. Um, right now, South Carolina is twelve and seven. Yeah, they're three and four in the conference. They're they're in the middle of the pack. They're actually right behind LSU or tied with LSU uh, in the conference. So I mean, look, they're in the middle of the pack of the SEC, which is still you know they finish with with. 17 18 wins and they're probably going to be in the ncaa tournament just just based on how good the sec is this year um it's that was a good quality win uh for coastal and they've struggled outside of that but that was a really good win for them i think the interesting part was that that uh uh, coastal carolina's coach spent 15 16 years or 20 years at 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 south carolina before he he moved on to Coastal Carolina, and I, I yeah. don't know that if, if he was let go or what. So a huge win to have uh, at, at, and actually to be able to play at Coastal Carolina, uh, the yeah. COVID chickens. So, <laughs> Yeah, and look, they didn't, they didn't just beat them. They beat them badly. It was 80 to 56. It wasn't even a, a respectable game. Coastal, Coastal really took them to the woodshed. So, you know – it, it looked the whole, and I know we'll talk more about the, the conference. This the Sun Belt is is upside down, right? Uh, you've got you've got teams that you didn't expect to be at the top at the top. You got teams that you expected to be at the top at the bottom, but everybody's beating each other, right? Um, yeah, you look at the Cajuns right now, and the Cajuns are sitting in. Uh, what's that sixth place uh, one two three four five sixth place yeah they three of the five teams that are ahead of them they've beaten right right and then some of the teams behind them they've lost to so it's just it's it's a topsy-turvy conference right now and no one I, like you said it earlier arkansas state i don't believe will stay where they are um app we embarrassed app in, in the game we played against them. South Alabama, and I know we'll talk a little bit about the Cajuns last weekend. I, I guess we'll touch on that a little bit. But South Alabama looks like a pretty good basketball team. They they started off very slow. They've had some issues. But they look like a very good basketball team in, in, the, game, in the second half specifically uh, against us. And they're starting to catch fire, right? They're sitting near the top of the conference. Troy has been a good team all year. We were the we were by far the better team in that Troy game uh, in the second half for sure. Um, so I don't know. This conference is such it's so 
up in the air right now. I, it's going to be hard. Whoever comes out of it alive is going to look. I, it's not a great conference, but whoever comes out of this will. It, it could be anybody in the top ten of this conference. I really believe that. No, I agree. Uh, it, it's one of those things that you really don't know what's going on, and, and you don't want to admit, admit to in a lot of certain ways. And it, you know, the question becomes. Is it, is it, uh, you know, is it good teams playing good teams or, you know, like the SEC is right now, or is it just bad teams being, you know, all of them being mediocre? So it'll yeah, be something and, moving forward. We'll be interested to see if anybody can pull away. Quite well, honestly. And, and, the, and, and the other problem is the amount of games that have either been canceled or the amount of players that have been missing from every team, right? And the Cajuns have gone through that. And it's not just COVID with the Cajuns. It's been injuries. I mean, and we don't find out about them until they walk on the court sometimes, right? We, we you know, we saw Jordan Brown walk on the court with a, in an arm sling. We, you know, we found out earlier in the day that he wasn't playing. We've had Kobe Julian that's, you know, missed a game or two. We've had, it's just been... All and, and, and we've seen we've seen guys like Joe Charles get tested at halftime and not be able to come back out and play in the game. It's just been it's a crazy year. Well, some of that's if you if you're feeling bad at halftime, they 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 are going to test you. It's not like they just it's not like they tested. It's not like they tested. Trust me, I, I am not a anti-vaxer, a vaxer, or pro-vaxer or anything. But some of that is if you're feeling bad, they are going to test you, which I have no sure. problem with. But at the same time, to Jordan Brown, if you if you watch the game at South Alabama, when the Cajuns started their little comeback there with two minutes left to play, Jordan Brown was not in the game. And everybody's right. going, you know, everybody's sitting around me going, why isn't Jordan in the game? He's our, not only is at the time he was shooting three ball well, He's our best player, and at that time was our three best uh, three point best three point shooter. So he was hurt at the end of that game. So if you watch the end of the uh, the uh, South Alabama game, you realize that coming in. And I was wondering why he was out as well on on South Alabama. So no, it's just it, like I said. I think the the main point is it's it's just been a crazy year, I and mean, we've seen it. Every you know when we play games, we've got we've got guys out. Our opponents usually have guys out, or games have been just canceled. Right? We've been lucky to because uh, teams have had a lot more games canceled than we have. In fact, Georgia State has had I think five games canceled uh, this year, including I think three conference games. So it's everybody's going through it. Uh, specifically, the COVID side, we're just tying COVID and injuries that have kind of put each other together and and, and yeah. look sh shout out to joe charles i thought for sure he was out for an extended period of time that kid not only came back in the game against troy but played very well got hurt again and still came back in the game so he's 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 an exciting young player i'm i'm real i really like joe charles going forward i do too i mean that shot i mean i don't think i'm saying anything that anybody hasn't thought it's a funky shot but he makes it and well, the good news is it's it's the second funkiest three-point shot on our team. The guy who has the funkiest one is the, is shooting 50%. And I, I hope he shoots a million of them because when he shoots them, he makes them. 
but but yeah, we talked about him on the last podcast. The Kentrell Garnett's shot is it, yeah. No coach on the planet would t- teach it that way, but it goes in, and you cannot argue with success. No, and I was going to bring that up too. Is is one of the things that Kentrell Garnett is that he is so quick and he knows when. I don't see you don't see you would you would expect. Uh, Garnett and and Joe Charles's shots to be blocked more than they are. Oh, absolutely, yes. And uh, you're not seeing it, quite honestly. Well, I'll tell you this: with Garnett's three point shot, he rarely touches the rim when it goes in. It is almost every one of his three point shots when it goes in, it hits nothing but the bottom of the net. It is he is he's unbelievable. I mean, just the shooting accuracy that kid has is amazing to me. Well, and, and we talk about that. And, you know, the other one that I think is undervalued, you know, was in, uh, I'm assuming it, I did not look the article, but it was in The Advocate today, uh, or online in The Advocate, was uh, talking about Kobe Julian. He's actually shooting 43% for three-point line in conference play, which he has been going up. What people don't understand about Kobe was that he was sick and injured going in before conference play for various reasons. So, Well, the uh, other thing about Kobe, uh, Kobe, some of his three-point shots are from NBA range, and they, yeah. they go in. He – there's – and I and, – and I'm not trying to say anything negative about Kobe, um, but I will say this. The one thing about Kobe Julian's game that I question, I, and he is – I've said it, Multiple times on this podcast, I've said it to people who want to listen. I do believe Kobe Julian is probably the best player on this basketball team. And I know his stats don't back that up all the time, but I think he is arguably the best player on this basketball team. The one piece of his game that I struggle with is he's out of control when he drives the lane a lot. He gets more charges called on him because he's a little out of control but his shooting and his ability to make other people better he might be Jordan Brown's a talent nobody can question that Kobe has more things he can do on the court than than Jordan Brown can Jordan Brown's a very good player Kobe Julian is one of my favorite to watch there's another guy who's one of my favorite to watch and we'll talk about him probably later and I wish he was three inches taller because he'd be unstoppable. Yeah. Well, the thing about Kobe, though, is I think that also when you talked about the out of control, and I understand that, but I think some of those charges were definitely blocks. And all that, not only that, is when you pull the second guy over and that guy is in that arc, it should yeah. automatically be a block in the referee well, calling it. Well, we have Sunbelt Saturday night, yeah. right? So, and we could we could have a whole podcast on how bad Sunbelt refereeing is in, 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 on Thursday and Saturday nights because it's horrendous. So that, that game against Troy was one of the worst officiated games I think I've ever watched. So we've got uh, six players that are that are shooting over forty percent from the three point line yeah. conference play. Well, once 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 Theo Akuba. Wait, wait. I was going to say <laughs> two of them only have. Uh, one shot, and they made both one shot. Their one shot, uh, Dugay and Theo Kuba. So I mean, but still, so you have four guys shooting over forty percent, which is excellent. So yeah, no, no. Uh, Look, I just want to touch it on a little quick story. If we can go back because I, I, I love doing this, but 
um, uh, our friend uh, Ryan Landry and I went to the Arkansas State game. Uh, yeah, I saw you. Weeks ago. I mean, I saw you. Yeah. Yes, you did. Um, so we were sitting right behind the Cajun bench, literally right behind the Cajun bench. And during that game, and I'm sure you remember this play vividly, there was a time that the ball was passed to Isaiah Richards at the three-point line. He was kind of uh, maybe around, right around the arc. And uh, he decided to put up a three-point shot. And, 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 and Isaiah Richards has shot one three-pointer this season. He put it up, and in the midst of him catching the ball, I realized he was about to shoot it, and I yelled out about his – and he's, he's six feet from me, maybe, maybe ten at most. And I screamed out, no, as loud as I could, and he missed the shot terribly. It was so – it was awful. And Ryan turned to me, and he goes, you do realize – he probably wasn't going to make the shot, but you caused him to miss that shot. Yeah. <laughs> and look, the, the Cajun Dome didn't have that many people in it, but I think everybody in the arena heard me yell no as loud as I could. It was, it was awful. Uh, but, but that, that being said, we are shooting a pretty good percentage of three pointers yeah. specifically from guys like Garnett and Kobe Julian and, and some of others. All right, Dave, let's take our first break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk to Georgia State and see what's going on there and what yes, is sir. the problem Georgia. Well, we got into it a little bit earlier, and I went off on a tangent, so I apologize. You've been listening. We both uh, do. We're talking with uh, Craig Wallace and Dave Amato tonight, sponsored by – you want to say anything, Art? Art Garrett with uh, KDM Religious Store. <laughs> Go to the KDM Religious Store for all your needs, not just religious graduation – Father's Day, anything you might need for your gifts. We'll be back right after this brief message. Welcome back into We're Talking with Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Dave, you told me something over the break there. Uh, you said, you never said what you were drinking. Uh, let's see. I think I had uh, Wise Man, which is a, uh, shoot, I don't even know the proof anymore. But it, it's by uh, the guys that make uh, Kentucky Owl. I've had – right now I'm sipping on a little Old Forester rye. Art's, for, Art's getting it for you. Yeah, Art's I see that. For you. <laughs> He's like our Vanna White back there. I know. I mean, we're going to have to get him to less, start. Less, less attractive, but – Absolutely. All right, so 90.8 <laughs> proof. So I had that. We had uh, – a new news store pick of uh, bring me the uh, Wilderness Trail there, please. Oh, that's Little Verones. Little Verones. I'm sorry, not new news. Little Verones store pick. Oh yeah, Little Verones. Uh, yeah. A Kentucky straight rye. Uh, One hundred and five proof. So we've had a couple ours, different ones. Art's got another bottle in his hand. I don't know what's going on back there. Oh, he dropped it. He just Henry McKenna. He's, he, he's throwing stuff down. He's sliding his feet. There's no telling. So let's get on to basketball. Georgia Absolutely. State coming in Thursday night. Now, Georgia State is one team that the Cajuns have always loved to hate. They love to hate the, the, the Georgia State Panthers. And that's Southern, not State. Uh, state, not Southern. Hold on. 
I got an unstable. Oh, oh, you seem to be, I see you waving your head. But uh, Georgia State, I mean, they're, they're uh, what's going on with them, I guess? Yeah, so look, I, if you look at them just in the totality of this season, they are not very good. They've, they're six and nine. They've got three of their wins are against non-division one schools. Um, and I had to, I had, I had to look at a couple of these cause I didn't even know. And I, like I call it sports. I follow sports, college sports specifically a lot. I don't know who Bruce Bruton Parker is. I don't know anything about Bruton Parker the team. They beat by 60. They, uh, also played, um, I'm sorry. And I, I should have been ready for this. Um, they also played a school called Voorhees which the only Voorhees I know was the Voorhees dorms at UL uh, <laughs> back in the day. Um, and then they played. Tacoma Falls College. Tacoma Falls College. So those are three of their, their teams. At least when we play LSU S. Well. Dave, uh, the last thing I heard was Tacoma Falls or however the hell you pronounce that. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, well, that's what I was saying. I mean, Bruton Parker, uh, Voorhees Dorms, and and Tacoa Falls were three of their wins. And then they've had five games canceled. Tennessee State, they were supposed to play, got canceled. Arkansas State, Arkansas Little Rock, and Texas State, and Troy were all canceled. Dave, uh, Dave, I apologize again. Last thing I heard was Boris College, which is a uh, historically black college in in uh, Denmark, South Carolina. Which I had no idea that the country of Denmark was in South Carolina. So, yeah, no. I, all I was saying was they've had five games canceled. They're on a five game losing streak. They played three of their wins of their six have been against non Division one schools. It's just been a, it's been, and this is the Georgia state's traditionally a very good basketball team. This is not a very good basketball team. And I don't know. And that's something you may be able to dig a little bit deeper into. I don't know if it's been COVID related when I did look at their team, they have been all over the place with players. And I, I say that to mean this, they've only had one player who has played in all 15 games. Um, they've only had three others that have played 14 and two others that have played in 13. And then after that, it, it dramatically drops. They've got a guy with 10, a guy with 11. So they're missing a lot of players. And I don't know whether it's COVID related or if it's injuries or if it's guys that just aren't on the team anymore, but they have played a ton of people because they just haven't had a full roster. And I don't know if they're going to have a full roster this weekend when they play us or not. Usually we don't find that out until game time or close to it. Um, so it's been a challenging season, but they still have four guys who are averaging over double, double digits. So they're, they've got talent on the basketball team. They just, I, I, I don't know who's going to be in their lineup from night to night. Right. Uh, I wish I could tell you something. I mean, I think the majority of what I've read so far 
is that it's been there, uh, except for a couple cases, it's been their opponent that has canceled. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I did find very interesting listening to uh, Kevin Foote on footnotes was that uh, today with uh, director of uh, uh, director of yeah, I don't know, but Mike Murphy with uh, Rage Game. Oh, Mike Baseball. Murphy, yeah, player personnel or yeah. uh, basketball operations, maybe. Yeah, back, basketball remember. director of basketball operations. Mike Murphy was uh, the D non D one games actually count towards the minimum number of games you have to play to get into the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. uh, so in, in that case, they've done fairly well in doing yeah. that. So, yeah, their best I mean, their best player is a guy by the name of Corey Allen. He's he's averaging fifteen points a game. Played in twelve of their fifteen games and shoots about thirty four percent from three point land. He's he's a he's a guard. He's going to be a guy that we got to watch out for. I, I think he's going to be the, the 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 real the real guy that we got to slow down. Yeah, um, it, it's I'm trying to. Well, this didn't do me any good here, there. I'm trying to pull it up. I'm, I apologize. Uh, Tacoa Falls totally wrong, 1700. That's nice. Please. Uh, so w- with everything that's going on with the, you know, the, the one thing I did notice, and and it's it's one of those things that you find very interesting in 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 the beginning is that they played uh, Georgia Tech very close. But then mm-hmm. when you go in and look at it, Georgia Tech has not had a very good team. So it's one of those things yeah. that, what you know, it's not the days of Bobby Kremens when you and I, you know, grew up watching yeah. basketball. Oh, yeah. Many, 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 many nights of watching Georgia Tech as a very good basketball team. Yeah, they're not the Georgia Tech of, of, of old. You know, the one interesting player that I, I find for Georgia State that I did just – there's a guy, and I'm going to butcher his name. Um, Better you than me. It, uh, it's N-S-O-S-E-M-E. So I've never seen a name that N-S is the first two letters of his last name. I'm assuming it's Nasomi. Um, he's a 6'8 senior who's only played in four games. And they have been conference games, so it's he just joined the team. But if you look at what he's done in those four games, the numbers, are, except for one against App, he scored 19, 15 rebounds against Coastal. He scored four points and 11 rebounds against App. He had 10 with four rebounds against uh, USA and then 10 points and uh, seven rebounds against UT. Uh, I'm sorry, USA and then UTA. So he's a guy in three of the four games that he's played, he has had double digits and two of the four games he's played double digit rebounds. He's a guy who just joined the team and it's all been four losses, but the guy seems to be one of their better players and he just rejoined the team. So his last name is actually pronounced So Sime. So Sime. Yeah, the end is silent. Uh, he's actually, uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, the Congo. Uh, he, he's, 
he may have been ineligible in the fall and is just coming uh, in the spring. So, but I, I as far as uh, their game notes for tomorrow night, uh, he are uh, he is a probable starter. So yeah, so he he must be a guy that that you know obviously he had some issues in the early part of the season, but um, is a look he's going to be a difference maker. He's 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 a bigger guy. He's only six eight, and I'm looking. They're not very big, and that's gonna depending look we've already lost Isaiah Richards right for the rest of the season I believe um but we still have um Duguay and we still have uh Theo Kuba and hopefully Jordan Brown comes back at some point but um the reality is I'm looking at so uh Sosa May is 6'8 right uh they've got another gentleman by the name of Hudson who's 6'7 um, and then uh, another forward, Jalen Thomas, who's 6'10". He's their, their next biggest, you know, their, their big guy. But the reality is they don't have a lot of huge size that are difference makers on the court. Um, Hudson, the, the, Hudson's scoring uh, looks like seven, five, six points a game or seven points a game. Uh, or six and a half, I'm sorry, six and a half, and Thomas is scoring six points a game. Really, Sosa May is the, the big guy in the middle, but he's he's six eight. He if we've got two, if they're on the court at the same time, we've got multiple guys who are six ten. Yeah, I, I think the big thing for us, like you said, is the size, but at the same time, it, it's uh, you know, I, I, I'm going through these names, I've been over these names the last couple of days. I don't recognize a whole lot because we didn't play him last year, except for the conference tournament. Right. We didn't play him last year in the regular season. And there's so much turnover in college basketball right now that the guy, you know, teams that you normally play, you're seeing so many different players coming in and going out that it's, it's not like the days of old when, you know, we play a team two, three years in a row and you'd see some of these guys. Although I will tell you, we played Texas State, and granted, we played them uh, twice last year, and we they had a couple of guys. Times. A four times, yeah. They had a couple of guys that I'm going to be honest with you that pissed me off in the regular, you know, every time we played them last season, and they pissed me off this year yeah. too. So, <laughs> but most of the teams are turning players over so much this year, you know, in the last couple of years with with the transfer portal and just other things going on that you just see so many new names. Look at us. I mean, God, gosh, we started the season. There were a ton of guys. We didn't know who they were going to be. Greg Williams and Jordan Brown and Joe Charles. And yeah, there's a lot of turnover in college basketball right now. All right, Dave, let's take our next break and hopefully we can figure out this. uh, Hopefully this uh, internet thing has not uh, destroyed us totally. And yes, uh, sir. We'll come back. You've been listening. We're talking with Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Welcome back in. We're talking with Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Dave, Saturday, uh, you know, we have a uh, our friend Danny Reed from Georgia Southern coming in. What we should be recording, Danny, hopefully very soon, uh, and hopefully I'll be able to get him and Jay a little tipsy on Friday evening, and then. Uh, I'll be able to record something with them and uh, we'll have an audience here to, 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 to shout stupid shit at them. But yeah. uh, 
overall, hope, hopefully this will be a good thing. But Georgia Southern, uh, man, I just don't know what to think of them either. I, I don't. And, and look, the team started up the season four and zero. They beat Ball State and South Florida, which were good quality out of conference wins. And I don't know how either one of those teams are doing, but anytime you play a peer conference and you beat them, it was a good start. They had Bob Jones after that, and then they played Hampton. So they they were four and zero out of the gate. Then they lost four of their next five, and the only win in there was Carver College. They lost to Wofford. Georgia Tech, who we talked about a little bit, and they were trounced by Georgia Tech. Moorhead State, Mercer. They came back and they beat Campbell. The Georgia Tech Tuff- game was actually only a two-point loss. Uh, no. Georgia Southern? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Am I looking? No, 21-22. I'm showing it as a I'm showing that loss is a uh, – oh, 60. Man, I need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it said 81 to 59, and it was uh, 61 to 59. So you are right. You are Who's right. drinking the bourbon tonight? That's right. No, you are right. You are right. But they beat Campbell and then Covenant College, and then they had a couple – they've had three games canceled recently. They yeah. had Fordham. And then two conference games with Texas State and Troy. But they have only won one conference game out of the five that they've played. And that was an overtime win against UTA. But they have lost to Little Rock and State, Arkansas State, and then South Alabama and Coastal, uh, as well as App State. So they have struggled. I mean, like I said, they've lost five of the last six. Um and, and most of those have been conference – well, all of them have been conference games um, of those six games. So uh, – and they get ULM on Thursday before they come to us. So, I just – I don't know. I, like, I'm used to this Georgia teams being teams that are not sitting at the bottom of the conference. And, and I'm struggling to, to see Georgia State and Georgia Southern both being down at the bottom. I will tell you, I'm not disappointed that Georgia State is near the bottom. Uh, I would much rather if they were at the bottom and our old friend, Mr. Hunter, was the head coach there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not disappointed to see them at the bottom. They uh, Georgia Southern is a team that every year seems to be one of those pesky little teams that just gets – it's just they're good. They're not great. Uh, this year they're not – it doesn't seem like they're good. It just doesn't not seem at all like they're good. Well, they've had some good teams with Tookie Brown and the guys like that. I've got the other, yep, other little bar there that played for them. They've had some good games that the Cajuns were able to come out on top. And as far as Georgia State goes, you know, you had R.J. Hunter, uh, Ron Hunter's son, you know, back then. It, you're, you're right, though. We're not used to seeing these guys down at the bottom. And that's, I think, what scares me more than anything coming into the yeah. Cajun. I, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right about that. I mean, look, these. They, we have the ability um, with our with these two games, right? To 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 really get ourselves back into the the hunt. Um, and and I say that because look, you're playing the two teams at the very bottom of the conference, and then after you play them, if I'm not mistaken. We back that up with our our uh, rivalry game with uh, 
no, I'm, I'm mistaken. It is not ULM yet. We, we go back to the Arkansas teams. Um, but we have a chance to get two wins this weekend against two teams that are struggling. And the Cajuns are four and three. They can be six and three in the conference. A couple of things happen ahead of them. All of a sudden, they're in the top two or three in the conference again. Um, and this is a good chance to do it. But these teams scare you because the, the Cajuns are arguably the most Jekyll and Hyde basketball team in the Sunbelt Conference this year. And there's a lot of Jekyll and Hyde teams out there. We have beaten a good Troy team. We have we, we looked great on the Carolina trip. But then we looked great in the Arkansas games. But then we came back and we've struggled mightily in other games, including the second half at, at uh, Texas State, the second half um, against uh, USA. I, I don't know what to think of this team. I really don't. Um, there's a couple of things I really like about this team. There's a couple of things that I, I shake my head at at this team. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think we are a player, a position player away from being very good. Um, and I love the guy who's doing the best point guard we have on the team, but he's got limitations because of his size. And that's Trajan Westland. When Trajan's playing well, this team can win games. The problem is Trajan's a liability on defense, not because he doesn't play hard. He's five, nine. And, and he's the best point guard we have. There's no question. There, no one can argue anybody other any, any other guy who handles the ball. Trajan's the best guy we have handled the ball. But on defense, he's guarding sometimes guys who are 6'2", 6'3", and he's six inches shorter than them. Now, he plays his heart out. He, play, he plays harder than anybody on a basketball team. But and, – and, and we, we, we lose so much when he comes out of the game. I, Michael Thomas had, has made a huge improvement from year one to year two but he's still behind where he needs to be. Greg Williams is not a point guard. Bray and AU is out of shape. And that's not his fault. It's injuries and other stuff that have caused it. We just, we're, we're one position player and that's a six, two point guard away from being a really good basketball team. In my opinion. Yeah. I think if AU is healthy, I think it's a totally different team and, and Trajan yeah. can come in and spell them. But at the same time, I think that's why we played well against Troy is because they had two small, two small guards. Yeah, we could play Michael Thomas and, 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 uh, and uh, Trajan and not be uh, worried about the fact that we're playing against guys who are 6'3", 6'4", right? And, and I think that's, that's what really gave them trouble. And, and look, Trajan played his – he may have played his best game as a Cajun against Troy because he he and Kobe carried us in that game quite a bit. Joe Charles played well. There were other guys who played well. But Trajan played his heart out, and and Kobe was on fire in the second half. So, yeah, I I truly believe if we could find – if we – well, look, we say this about Levi Lewis, and we'll say it again about Trajan Wesley. If he was six foot or six two, he probably wouldn't play – he wouldn't be playing for the Cajuns. The reason he's playing for the Cajuns is he's 5'8", 5'9". Yeah, and I think what people don't uh, – what, what, what we missed a lot in that Troy game, too, was that uh, probably with about 10 minutes left in the game to play, both Duguay and uh, Theo Kuba had four fouls. Yeah. And they were yeah. both able to finish the game. 
And because that was the strength of our our guard play that was able to well, do that. And well, they both had four. They both had four files, but they didn't both have four files. No, I understand that, but <laughs> they could have just as easily fouled out. Though is my point. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, no, I look. It's, it's this team. It's fun to watch at times, and then you want to pull your hair out at times. And you've got a lot more hair right now than I've ever seen with you. With so you got some. You got some extra hair to pull out right now. Um, but it, look, the Cajuns need to win the games that they're supposed to win. They've got two. You know, they, we've got we got other games in between, but we got obviously we got the Georgia series. We got ULM coming up. These are the bottom three teams of the conference, but they're, you know, ULM's ten and ten. Georgia Southern six uh, eight and nine, Georgia State six and nine, but there's not a team. The worst team in this conference is six and nine with Georgia State record wise. Everybody else is hovering around five hundred, except for a couple of teams like Arkansas State, South Alabama, um, and maybe Texas State who are and Troy who are a little bit you know twelve and five, thirteen and four. I, this is a winnable conference. There's just no even with the losses we've had, this is still a winnable conference for the Cajuns. I truly believe that. Like I said, three teams ahead of them, they've already beaten. So they get on a run, they can win. I just I struggle with just how they play at times. Their defense seems better than it's been in the past. Perimeter defense, I think, has been. A big improvement, but we just make some silly mistakes, and I just I beat my head against the wall sometimes when I watch it. I want to watch him all the time, but I, I just I struggle to watch it. I don't I know if that's if that, I don't know if that's the same thing you see with him. I do. It's frustrating at times, but it's also you see you can see what can happen. It's very frustrating at times when we have a a double digit lead or a six eight point lead, and the other team goes on it a 13 or 14 0 run. Don't get me wrong. So, but all right. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, keep hitting these internet issues, which I got to remember to, it's been so long since recorded. Hopefully I'll see you Friday night. Hopefully I'll see the million dollar mullet here and uh, about town and Danny Reed from uh, Georgia Southern basketball or Georgia Southern sports radio network um that's probably wrong too but uh we'll see everybody hopefully friday night we'll get another recording out before saturday's game so with red panda so anything any last comments no absolutely uh just uh you know uh, you know keep supporting the cajuns if you're out there and i know you posted something about the uh the uh, diamond club and the uh center field club uh but just keep giving to the cajuns and keep supporting them whether it's tickets whether it's alumni associations or whatever you can do uh it's it's always helpful for the cajuns and we need as much support as we can get good deal you've been listening we're talking with Craig malasson dave mono tonight see you at the cajun dome any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited except Ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media.
just give credit where credit's due.